Welcome to episode 324 of Signals from Mars. I'm your host, Victor, and we are back for another hour one music discussion, quality music discussion with a bunch of my patrons. Topics include Black Sabbath the Ballet, Paul Gilbert's Dio tribute album, ACDC's Power Up, and more. I'm ready. Let's do it! So for this episode, I go on a little bit of a tangent with regards to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Grammys, so on and so forth. Um, Some people love hearing me fly off the handle like that. Others just taught me to chill. But uh, it naturally comes out. (laughs) Um, There's just so many things that bug me about some of these picks that they've done. I don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to give away too much of the episode. I want you guys to enjoy the episode, and I'm thankful that you're here. Seriously. I always say this, and I know that people probably sit here and say, oh, what a pain in the ass. He always says the same shit over and over again. But it's true. Uh, I do appreciate you being here, and I appreciate my patrons joining me for the hour one episodes where we just pick topics and discuss them. I know that the fan base, quote unquote fan base, the listeners, the Signals from Mars universe, likes both the music discussions and likes the interviews. So I try to give you guys a little bit of each. I mixed in Trivia Tuesday the other day. We did a patron's pick episode as well. So I'm trying to give you guys a lot of different content and different things to choose from. And listen, I know that not every episode is for everyone. But hopefully there is something that I offer here that does entice you guys enough to keep coming back, to subscribe, to tell your friends about the show, and yeah, maybe even become a patron and show up on one of these Hour One episodes, or vote for your favorite albums of 1984, which we're currently doing, And we will have a live stream special with my patrons on February 24th discussing albums that were released in 1984. It should be a lot, a lot of fun. So um, join us. Join us live to watch it. Or like I said, for two bucks a month, you can become a patron and vote on your top 10 albums as well. We're also going to come up with a kick-ass playlist with tracks from that year, which uh, the whole plot behind that is, hey, I'm introducing hard rock and metal music, and there's some just straight-up rock music that people have voted on. I want to introduce them to what made 1984 so special, what made it such a great year. So here you go. Listen to these songs. Check it out. And this is why we think, as a collective group, that it was such a special year in music. 
So if you do want to sign up for Patreon, it is patreon.com forward slash signals from Mars. Excuse me, patreon.com forward slash signals from Mars. If not, you can go to signalsfrommars.com, find links to Patreon, to Twitch, to YouTube, to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Mastodon, Telegram. Uh, we're broadcasting the live stream on Telegram, on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. So if you're into what we do here, what you're hearing here, you can catch us pretty much every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. in the UK, or no, I'm messing this up. It is 10 p.m. in the UK and 11 p.m. Central European time zone. Uh, this Friday, after this episode is released, we'll have Opus on the show to discuss his recently released book. His band Dead by Wednesday, and I'm sure a bunch of other things, because Opus really loves promoting his stuff. So, there you go. Uh, real quickly, do want to give a shout-out to all my patrons. Uh, Sean Richman, Chris Sinzak of the Despot Geek Podcast, Anthony Espin, Gene Eugene DX, Anthony Mackey of the Middle Ages, Ed the Shred Ferguson, the metal politician Johan in Sweden, Metal Dan, Jose in Connecticut, from the Song Swap Showdown, Chris Vaglio, the metal dentist Gabriel, Mr. Yarg Metal himself. Check out yargmetal.com for great hard rock and metal streaming music. There's Mr. Brad Dahl out there in Utah. We have our Mike Jones in New Jersey. We have Jeremy Weltman in the UK. We have Twisted Steve Hoker. And finally, we have Steven Saylor. So thank you all of my patrons for all of my support. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Again, I hope you enjoy this. And wherever you check this out, leave comments. Let us know what you think. Follow on social media and say, hey, I agree with that point. Nah, you've lost it. No way. Don't agree with that at all. Any opinion is valid. We're just looking for quality music discussion without any of the trolling nonsense. And that's it. Every opinion is accepted. In any event, let's get on with the show. So it would be helpful if I turn everyone on here. Um, well, everyone's camera. Let me phrase that correctly. Um, anyway, so yeah, February 10th edition of the Signals from Mars live stream. Welcome, everyone. We have Brad Dahl in Utah, where the, where the sun still shines. Um, we have Jeremy Weltman. Not quite in the Great White North, but um, in, in the UK. Great White North is technically Canada. So actually, Brad is closer to Canada than either one of us. But um, in Canada, this would be a toque, by the way. That would be a toque. That wouldn't yeah. be a beanie. No, it wouldn't be a beanie. It'd be a toque. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see here. Some new quick doodads that looks like Restream has added. Uh, let's see. 
there's a whole support the show if you want. It's a nice. buy me a coffee, yeah, which technically cool. I renamed on my site to buy me a pizza because it's one of the options. So well, the the odd thing there is me wanting to be different. Um, and let me silence my phone. Anyway, so we're back with another hour one music discussion here. Some quality music discussion, unbiased, unfiltered. Uh, we may not agree on things, but we still shake hands and, and come back next week for another great discussion. And week after week, these are always fun. This is a highlight of the week for me. And um, we've got a few questions here. Jeremy sent some in. I have some. Uh, Ozzy just won two Grammys. He won Best Rock Album for Patient Number 9 and Best Metal Performance for Degradation Rules. Uh, obviously, with our year-end poll, I think only one person voted for that Ozzy album. So it wasn't even popular amongst us. Uh, the Tony Martin album got in the top 10. Patient number nine did not. Is this the Grammys kissing Ozzy's ass after all of these years? Or do you guys think that Ozzy deserves this Grammy for patient number nine? Again, is this them making up for all of these albums that should have been nominated and possibly should have won? And they're just doing this out of, okay, well, maybe this is possibly Ozzy's last album, so we're going to give it to him. And at the same time, we welcome Johan uh, to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sorry for being late. Uh, computer problems. Yeah, extra Can homework. You... <laughs> <laughs> for, for being late. Uh, no problem. Technology, we love it and hate it at the same time. <laughs> uh, is there a problem with the heating in uh, uh, in Utah? This, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's showing off. I actually no. I was just saying I, I've been out spending the day out on the uh, pool deck in the sunshine. It's been beautiful, uh, but no, this is more of a hairstyle statement thing. Well, it's Utah Jazz. We're, we're I'm supporting Victor and his basketball efforts. Mm. No. <laughs> so um all right ozzy brad what do you think is are um, these grammy wins deserved for this album and this song or do you think this is them kind of playing catch-up with ozzy uh i'll i'll take those in the order they were given i'll say no no and yes okay yeah, I think um, I don't know what other albums or what other songs were he was up against. Do you have that list? Let me pull it up. Pull it up, because let's talk about that. And I'll, I'll tell you who I think should have won out of that list. Of course, like I'd have listened to all those albums. I mean, the Ozzy album is good. I, I don't think it was an awful yes. album. There's just too many, um, you know, slow tracks and kind of just I mean, it was it was good. It, but I, I don't know what the criteria for Grammy uh, winning is um i don't even know how they make that decision <laughs> who, who who pays the committee the most yeah in i mean a lot did, of these did, things? the people who vote on it did they actually listen to the album i want to know these are these are my questions 
but I'm going to say Ozzy. It's nice to see Ozzy win. Right. I mean, any, any time somebody that we like wins something uh, voted on by people who don't know what the hell they're doing. uh, I still think it's a good thing. It's it's like the stupid rock and roll hall of fame. Anytime a hard uh, rock or metal band gets in there. uh, I'm, I'm happy with that because, but I think the thing's a joke, but I still think it's cool when anytime our music gets recognized, I think it's a good thing. Okay. So to answer your question and given who was nominated, I think I would have picked a patient number nine as well. So the other nominations are the black keys with dropout boogie. No Elvis Costello and the imposters, the boy named if no, who the fuck is, is uh, not for nothing, but a lot of people talk about, you know, whether rock is dead. And this list goes to show that the majority of what Rolling Stone, the Grammys and this and that is all bullshit. Um, you're telling me Elvis Costello and the Im- imposters have pull in 2023, not to take anything away with what Elvis Costello has done in the past. Has done a lot of great music in the past, but in 2023, the fucking rock album of the year. I haven't, I haven't heard it, so I really shouldn't comment on it. But I, I, there's no way in this world it can be that awesome. There's just if, if it is, God bless him, man. And the, the and, fucking Ghost album, album can't be nominated for best rock album of the year, and Elvis Costello can. Yeah, Idols, so- Machine Gun Kelly, and Spoon. Who the actually, fuck is Spoon? Uh, I don't know that, but I actually did, believe it or not, listen to Machine Gun Kelly's last album. Okay. And it, it was, it wasn't like awful, but it wasn't good. It was just kind of like, eh. I mean, it's, it, yeah, it was weird. It was kind of, I don't know, but yeah, it doesn't deserve an award. Right. I, I, I agree. So Ozzy, yeah, out of that bunch, I would definitely pick Ozzy. <laughs> beauty eh yeah <laughs> Jeremy oh wait wait a second wait a second and best metal performers just so you know the nominations were Ghost Call Me Little Sunshine Megadeth will be back Muse Killer Be Killed and Turnstile Blackout Um, people will argue that Turnstile isn't metal people will argue that Muse isn't metal uh, Megadeth is again. Is that the, the the pity pick as well? I mean, Ghost should have swept both. You know, yeah. Ghost yeah, should have yeah. gotten the metal performance of the year and should have gotten the best rock album. Yep, hundred percent. It's, I agree it's with a you. joke that the Ghost album isn't even nominated for rock. It's it's an absolute travesty, and. Just so you guys know, okay, check this shit out. This is fucking ridiculous. A ghost was nominated in 2019 for uh prequel, but or prequel or however you pronounce it, but All right. So the Black Eyed P Oh, the Black Keys. I'm sorry. I th- I See, I was freaking out. I was reading Black Eyed Peas for three nominations. (laughs) What the hell is that? uh, Okay, Jeremy, so Mm. 
my three questions here. Did Ozzy deserve to win rock album of the year? Did he deserve a uh, best metal performance? And was this the, was this the Grammys uh, making up for Ozzy not winning in the past when perhaps he should have? Well, I'll take the performance one first. Um, Ozzy isn't performing live anymore. Um, <laughs> so, you know, what what do you call a, a, a great performance? I'd like to see a band perform live. I'd love to see, you know, Megadeth, Metallica or whatever performing live. Uh, I'm sure Ghost would probably do it as well. Um, so, you know, it, it's a false um, it's a false performance, or, or, you know, all round. Does he deserve it for the album? Um, well, we don't think so because we we voted. You know, we all sent in our votes independently, and they were aggregated. And Ozzy didn't feature in the top ten uh, because we thought Ozzy had some good songs on the album, but we didn't think it was a great album overall. Um, and so we would say no. And I agree with you that Ghost was a much better album. I think Ghost had very good sales in the UK. Probably, you know. Close, closing in on Aussie, but Aussie is such a name. I think there's right. been a lot of been a lot of lobbying, um, probably by the Aussie camp, and we know who, to try and get him, uh, you know, in in the know, uh, try and right. try and keep him uh, going there. I just want to point out, by the way, that my cousin actually works on the Grammys, but I haven't spoken to her since December, so I know nothing about it. Uh, okay. I, I do know that she works on it. Um, and she works in the music business on various other things as well. So I just wanted to point that out. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. And what was the third question? So is it is the album, the performance, and was the third question? Yeah, yeah. Was, was this them making up for Ozzy for past? And I think you've pretty much yeah. answered yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Johan, what do you think? <laughs> well... I haven't uh, given much uh, time to think about uh, the Grammys in the USA. Uh, so so you, what you're saying is that you're like the people who voted for this. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's, of course, it's like uh, what you said, Victor. It's, uh, this Grammy is for Aussie's old albums, uh, of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, performance, no, that's a joke. I saw Ozzy a couple of years ago, and that was not good. Uh, he's too old, and uh, sad to say. Uh, the third was no. I th I think you've you've yeah. answered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so but so as 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 I have this open, by the way, the rock album of the year started in '95. And there are so many things here that are just wrong with the winners. Okay. So many tremendous albums that have gotten passed up. The first album of the year or rock album of the year was Rolling Stones Voodoo Lounge. Okay. I think that's a great Stones album, but you had... Uh, Super Unknown by Soundgarden, which to me is a tremendous album. R.E.M.'s Monster, which was great. Uh, 96, they get no qualm from me. 97, Sheryl Crow wins the Grammy for one 
fucking song. Okay. That first Cheryl Crow album has one good song on it. The rest of it is a fucking snooze fest. All right. That one over, for example, uh, the other nominations were Dave Matthews Band. Not a fan. No Doubt, Tragic Kingdom, which I think is a good album. Bonnie Raitt, which Road Tested, which to me, I'd rather watch Paint Dry. Um, and the last one is Neil Young and Crazy Horse Broken Arrow. Okay. Um, 98, John Fogarty. Again, similar to this Ozzy on Blue, Blue Moon Swamp. It's an okay album. The Foo Fighters, the color and the shape is one of the best rock albums to come out in the fucking 90s. And it loses to John Fogarty's Blue Moon Swamp. That's a joke. Complete joke. Um, Sheryl Crow won a second best rock album of the year. It's ridiculous. Who else? Santana for Supernatural. Foo Fighters, There's Nothing Left to Lose, which is a weak album. Fucking Bon Jovi's Crush was nominated that year. That's a terrible album. You two all, all you can't leave behind. Look, I'm a huge U2 fan. One of my top five favorite album. That album sucks. There's no reason why Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory didn't win that year. Um, what else we got here? Again, Foo Fighters, One by One. One by One is a weak album. You had the Audio Slave debut. You had Evanescence with the Fallen. Those are both great albums. Ah, uh, what else? So Red Hot Chili Peppers with Stadium Arcadium. Double Turd. That's one of the worst fucking things they've released. Two good songs out of like 25, so uh, 25 songs on a double album. Again, another John Fogarty album was nominated. What, what's, what's his mother on the committee? Uh. I mean, no offense if you like John Fogarty, but come on. Um. Okay, the Black Keys. All right, no big deal. Led Zeppelin won with Celebration Day, a fucking live album. Okay, why not? Why not just nominate Greatest Hits albums? I mean, what's the difference? That beat out Black Sabbath's Thirteen. Um, David Bowie's The Next Day. Kings of Leon, Queens of the Stone Age, like Clockwork, which is a fantastic album. Hey, look, another Neil Young and Crazy Horse album. He's got stocks in the Grammys or something. Imagine if Neil Young and John Fogarty did an album together. Oh, my God. They'd, they'd win the next <laughs> 10 years. They'd, and, and all the, nomination, the nominations would be just tracks off of those albums. Uh. Um. The the war on drugs, okay? They beat out Mastodon, Metallica, and Queens of the Stone Age. Okay. Greta Van Fleet, which was obviously them trolling people, beats out Alice in Chains and Ghost. Cage the Elephant. Can you even consider them a rock band? They've won twice. The Strokes. Strokes of the strokes. 
have always been a terrible band. The Strokes yes. are all that they're they're sons of famous of rich people. That entire band is is just the the sons and nephews and this and that of people on Wall Street, actors, shit like that. It's terrible. Foo Fighters Medicine at Midnight, which is just about their worst album that they've released. Okay. <laughs> it is beyond bland and boring. So that beat out ACDC's Power Up. Yeah. Black Pumas, who I'm not sure who that is. Chris Cornell, who got, you know, the, the, the added there because of the suicide. And uh, Paul McCartney. Oh, he's got Kanye on that album, I think. I forget who the guest appearances are. He's he's like Dr. Evil dancing the uh the 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 the, the Macarena there all of a sudden. Look at me, guys. I'm hip. I can have some hip young people on my album. All right, so for best metal performance, oh, okay, I mentioned this, but the, all right, so this is a little closer to being normal. The problem here is that the Grammys Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, all of these quote-unquote institutions think that metal is just, oh, it's just a phase. It's just, you know, okay, we'll kind of throw them a bone so they leave us alone. And a lot of these albums are, are better than some of this other shit there. And sure, some people may be listening to this and say, wow, it's just an old guy complaining or somebody out of touch who doesn't know all these young bands. Okay, sure. But whatever. And for Ozzy. There you go. Moving on to another Ozzy related topic. Black Sabbath, the ballet. Uh. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, uh, let Jeremy go first because I want to hear why that groan, what that was all about. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I was going to say Johan is getting ready to answer the question with a little wine there. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, go ahead. So, uh, on some levels, this doesn't surprise me. On other levels, it absolutely shocks me. I mean, to to compare or to to bring together ballet and heavy metal music quite odd and quite disturbing um to, to think that the, the audiences that watch ballet who will probably be quite distinct you know if you're looking at a venn diagram um there's no there's none of that shaded area in this in the center uh, you know the ballet crowd are very different to the heavy metal crowd they, they won't be listening in tonight into this show um <laughs> about this because they'll be at the ballet watching fine you know people who like ballet they they should go to the ballet and enjoy it i have no problem with them watching a ballet i think that that particular art form is incredibly dull i hate it um and i can't see why i would even think of going to a ballet uh about black sabbath i mean it's ridiculous and they're talking about that they're actually going to do some new music based on black sabbath um you know the the actual uh whoever does divide 
composes the music for for the, this particular ballet. And obviously, Tony Iommi has said that he's in favour of it because obviously he's he's earning a cut from it. it well, it's, yeah, it's keep, yeah, it's keeping the Black Sabbath name alive while he's waiting to do his solo and release those um, those Tony Martin albums that we've been waiting about 103 years for. Um, and um, <laughs> what, what, can you, what can you say about this? I mean, the whole idea is it was invented by Gene Simmons. It was passed over to... to yeah. Uh, to Tony Iommi and um, and everyone in Birmingham is going to go and watch it. Yeah, you know what the funny thing is there that they're the first people to bitch about Gene and Kiss and no, oh, they're this, they're that, and then all of these bands all jump on the meet and greets, all jump on the merch, all jump on all this shit, and it's amazing that they that that they do that. Uh, you brought up a good point. So who releases their solo album first, Tony Iommi or Mick Mars? <laughs> because it's it's almost the the, the same the, the same for both mm-hmm. you know tony maybe actually longer because he like you said he's been re-releasing and re-recording the uh tony martin years plus a solo album for since like 2008 so uh, johan what do you think of the black sabbath ballet uh i think it's uh exciting i'll tell you why uh in the 90s or around uh, the millennium, Entombed did a co- collaboration, a co- 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 collaborated. Co- collaborated with uh, the Swedish Royal Ballet. Okay. Uh, and made a couple of, more than a couple of performances at the Royal Ballet Hall uh, with the death metal music, combined with ballet and it's on YouTube. Uh, and uh, if you watch it, I think you'll be surprised. Okay. It's good. Yeah, it's good. So I don't have an uh, immediate problem with ballet with uh, Black Sabbath songs. I think it, it could look good actually. Okay, cool. I, I, I'm not a ballet fan, but if you combine those two art forms, uh, something exciting can happen. Uh, it did when Entombed and Ballet were combined. So I don't know. It's, I'm not uh, against it. It's, hmm, we'll see. Okay. Cool. Brad, your thoughts? Um, I think if I'm going to ever watch ballet, Swedish ballet would be what I'd watch. Yeah. But, um, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of, I mean, I, I'd have to see it. I'd have to hear it. I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with the music. I mean, and the instrumentation, the arrangements. And I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of torn between uh, Jeremy and Johan here. I mean, I want to, I'm, I'm interested, but I think it's great. Again, anytime music that we like gets any kind of attention, I think it's a good thing. My, my whole thing is how expensive is this going to be? Because obviously ballet, opera, stuff like that is for upper class. Um, I guess yeah, it's not going to be like, you know, five bucks to go see Quiet Riot in the bar downtown. Right, right. It's 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 going to be 
$500 or 500 uh, pounds a ticket, you know, well, in Birmingham. I think the, the cheapest tickets you're going to get around sort of the 7,500 pound mark. And then, you know, there'll be some higher prices. It's various tiers of tickets, I think. 7,500, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. The 75 pounds to 100 pounds. Okay. 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 Yeah, okay. For the cheaper tickets. Yeah. And then, I, then, I, I would I, think. I thought you were saying 7,500 pounds. No. I'm like, holy shit, I'm way up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, once Ticketmaster gets a hold of this, then there'll be those, wow. those tickets. Uh, yeah, for sure. But, but the, the, the big question is how many of the metal crowd are going to go and watch it and how many of the ballet crowd? Are, you know, what's the percentage split between the two that would watch that sort of thing? Who's going to be turned off more, the metal crowd or the ballet crowd? Mm. That's a great question. Okay, now I want to go just to see what how this rolls out. I suppose we've had yeah. the, the this sort of thing with the orchestras. You know, obviously a lot of metal bands have performed with orchestras in the past and still do. And we've had it with Metallica recently. Uh, and it's hard to know. But I think that, that's a bit of a different crossover. That's more of a, yeah. a link, you know, bands, um, you know, they, they, they like playing those sort of classical scales. And, you know, you, yeah. you can hear the music through it, can't you? So it's a bit different. Yeah, I, I also think that, the Metallica ones have to be the worst ever done. But because um, <laughs> I think the other bands, you look at Deep Purple, you look at um, Scorpions, you look at Kiss. I'm not a, I'm not totally a fan. And I've played in orchestras over the years, concert bands, at least, you know, similar. The Metallica one is is as if I have Metallica in my right ear and I have something completely different in my left ear. They don't work with each other. It's, it's truly a cacophony. It's two completely different things going on. And, and to me, it just, that doesn't work. When you hear some of the other ones, like the deep purple one, for example, and the deep purple one lends itself to it because Richie's playing and a lot of the orchestration within deep purple call back to a lot of classical music. Mm. So it makes sense and it accentuates what Deep Purple is doing uh, or what Inve is trying to do. But I don't know when you start talking about, oh, we're going to write stuff that's, you know, that's inspired by Black Sabbath. Okay, but so, or, you know, what's, what's the inspiration going to be? Changes and it's all right? Or is it going to be, you know, um, National Acrobat and Supernaut, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it's great that it's going to promote Sabbath. But again, who what, what crowd is going to be turned off more? The metal crowd or the ballet crowd that wants nothing to do with it? Um. Jeremy, the other thing too, Birmingham, everything Sabbath does now, Birmingham is just eating it up. Mm. I mean, they've they've got the chair, they've got the bridge, they've got, you know, what's what's next? You know? Uh boxes with the different members of Black Sabbath. Well, they're making them yeah, they're making Yeah. <laughs> 
So just weird. Well, we'll see. Good luck to them. And like you said, I'm sure Tony Iommi will be making and the rest of Black Sabbath will be making a good amount of money off of this. So kind of keeping things still in the um, in the Sabbath realm. Paul Gilbert's Dio tribute album. Now, when I saw him playing Holy Diver on the stand-up bass like it was a regular guitar, I'm thinking, wow, this is going to be cool. Um, Paul Gilbert's actually going to do a full-on metal album, the first full-on metal album since, like, Racer X. This will be neat. And then I realized that it's him doing all the melodies, all the guitar melodies with the guitar. Um, Brad, what do you think about this? Okay. Um, I got to say that what he did uh, with this album uh, is pretty impressive. You know, doing the key- all the keyboard stuff with the guitar, which makes me believe that we really don't need keyboards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, keyboards. But uh, and then he does an incredible job mimicking the vocals. It's almost like you can, you know, hear the words almost, but it's not something I want to listen to. So I'm impressed, but I'm I'm not going to buy it. And I mean, if it was playing in the background, it'd be all right. You know, yeah. So I'm I'm impressed. He the dude's an incredible guitar player. And there again, it's it's. It's better that he's doing that rather than a John Fogarty album. (laughs) True. There we go. Jeremy, what do you think of the, uh, of what we've seen so far of this Paul Gilbert album? Yeah, I kind of agree with Brad. Um, I also think that he's missed um, the major point of it. He's, he's saying that he's doing a Dio album. Dio, he's doing Dio the band, but he's not doing Dio because he's not allowing any singing, or certainly not on the song that I heard, which was um, Holy Diver, which it's just an instrumental. So you're missing out the whole point of Dio, which is Dio himself. The singing is the right. is the main part of, of a Dio album. Um, and he's doing a lot of, apparently there's some rainbow songs on there, and it's it's all stuff from his, you know, his career. It's not just Dio the band. Um I can't see the point of it, really. Um, it just makes me want to hear uh, the original Dio stuff, which can't be bettered by any band ever. Oh, be careful. They'll kick the video off. <laughs> <laughs> Johan, what do you think? Uh, sorry for being a bad guest here, but uh, <laughs> no this problem. is... This is uh, nothing that I have. Um, I I I'm not. I don't know this. Okay, it's okay, Johan. No, that's fine. But what you? I mean, I got it. Got it all wrapped up for you. So what you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what you heard right there? Can you imagine listening to an entire Dio album like that, where instead of Dio singing or someone singing, it's him playing the guitar to make it sound like the voice? Yeah, perhaps one time. Yeah, for the novelty, but I mean, I don't see going back to it. And even if he would have done an entire album of Dio covers, you know, we had that right after Ronnie died where all these different bands did the covers. Um, Some of those covers were cool and some were just downright boring to me. 
Um, um, yeah, if he has uh, that kind of talent, it's sad to see that he uses it. I mean, he should uh, he should do something better than yeah, play. exactly. Yeah, uh, being the talent that he is, you know, my first thought was like, holy shit! You know, could you have imagined him playing with Dio, like doing the uh vivian campbell stuff the even the stuff that came after vivian or writing an album with ronnie with just how what an explosive player he is you know that's mm-hmm. that's i think the thing we were missing when when vivian left um i think doug aldrich brought it to a point i think tracy g did a good job of doing that as well rowan i think was just too young and Craig Goldie, as nice of a guy as he is, he just doesn't bring that explosive energy that Vivian had. You know, when you listen to those to, to those albums with Vivian, there's just classic soloing all over it. And that's part of it. it the whole band almost equals what Ronnie was doing. And after that, it just seems like Ronnie became the focal point, which is no problem. But the stuff around him wasn't up to that same level. Um, there are some of those albums that I just can't listen to. I mean, the Magica album for me, I just, I can't listen to that album except for like one song. I, I just don't like it at all. Um, uh, man, um, what the heck was man on the moon was, was LA guns. Um, I can't even. Uh, oh God. What is that album? Uh. I know what you mean. <laughs> so memorable, we've all forgotten it. Well, there, there's the thing. Mm-hmm. I remember the title track was kind of cool, "Master of the Moon," Master which of is the moon, that's it. Yeah. Oh my god! And this is his last album. That sucks. <laughs> well, I guess he did the Heaven and Hell after this. He made two great albums with every band, I reckon. But I, I know you're going to disagree because you said um, you like one of the later Heaven and Hell albums. Um, the one with eye on it. Yeah, Dehumanizer. You I, th- I th- you love that. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. I love the other two. I don't think that the Heaven and Hell album is bad, but it isn't as strong as the other ones. And my other beef with that is that Tony Iommi reused a lot of different riffs that he had that that are from the Tony Martin years. Where it almost feels to me, okay, well, nobody was paying attention, so I'm just going to use these again. And and then he ended up using some of those riffs again on on 13. And I was like, what? What what the hell is he doing? Like the the main riff to um, Fear is a, is a song off of Forbidden. I don't remember it right now, but it's the same riff. And and then there's other stuff that he. Uh, that bothers me. Stand behind your music. Be proud of it. You know, to to sit there and actually say, "Oh no, well the album was dodgy, and that's why." You know, I don't, I I don't get that anyway. Yeah, it's it's a shame. I'm looking at master master um, master of the moon. I remember the title track. I remember one more for the road. And I don't remember anything off of this album, anything else. And the sad thing about it, for example, the only reason I remember one more for the road later on, later in his career, he, it seemed like he started 
having an obligatory uh, rainbow song on each album, like something that sounded like rainbow to call back to those years. And one more for the road is like that. It's got like your typical Richie Blackmore, John Lord combination of keys and guitar going. It's cool every once in a while, but that's to, that to me would be like as if Iron Maiden would just use the gallop every song. There's, there's more to them. Anyway, next topic here. And this is, this is an awesome topic. And it made so much sense when Jeremy brought this up, as, as most of these others. I don't want to take credit. Outside of the Aussie one, Jeremy uh, sent these to me throughout the week. But uh, ACDC, November was two years since Power Up came out. Um, we all signed up for that, uh, you know, keep us posted on what's next. Is there going to be a tour? Is there going to be another album? Is there going to be merch? You know, what's, what's going on? And Brian Johnson has been asked multiple times in interviews about, you know, what's, what's the band doing? And he's been sworn to secrecy. So in other words, he probably have to sign an NDA to, to come back into the band. <laughs> um, and as a result, we don't know anything. But Johan, what do you think? Have we seen the end of ACDC? Is there more from ACDC? Do you think? Do you want more from ACDC? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Another album would be yeah, that would be nice. But I'm not sure if it uh, would happen. But. Uh... Uh, I mean, they're all guys, and uh, but I think that they would, I I think they will make another album. Uh, if they don't, I don't mind. But mm -hmm. if they do, that would be great. So, uh, not the fun answer, but yeah. As I mean, ACDC has they had the best years behind them. So, right, whatever they do. Now it's just a bonus. Yeah. And if to do it, it would be great. Okay. Brad, what do you think? Um I I hope they I hope they do another album. And I, I really hope they would tour one more time. Um the fact that Brian's not allowed to talk about it kind of leans you towards thinking that there might be something. Uh because you wouldn't think they would, they would care about him saying, Yeah, we're not gonna do anything else. I mean, what's okay. that? I don't know. That's just my opinion. Um, yeah, I, I think it'd be, uh, I, I think Power Up was a great album. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if they can put out an, another thing equal to that or better, I think it'd be, I think it'd be great. But if they never put out another album, that's a good one to end on. Right. Although maybe it should be called Power Down. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe that's the next one. Maybe that's the next one that could uh, be, but, but I think, I think that's an, to me, that would be an important point. I think power up was just so good to me. That was their, the best thing they've released uh, since ball breaker to me. And maybe even going beyond that, maybe back to razor's edge and maybe even beyond that, all the way back to back in black. I don't know. I, I really like power up. So if they do another album, I'd want it to be as good or, or as you're saying, or better. So, 
Um, Jeremy, uh, yeah. what what's your opinion on the topic? Do you um, think we'll see more from them? Well, I, I hope so. Um, I mean, we've got to bear in mind a few factors. I think we've got to bear in mind that there's COVID still circulating in 2021. So I think maybe they put off touring because of that. Uh, and maybe they were thinking they'd do something in 22, but then we didn't hear anything, you know, at all in 22. Uh, we, what, what we do know, we, we need to work off the facts, really. We know that uh, Brian Johnson was only fairly recently told not to say anything about touring. Uh, he'd been asked many, many times and he was giving answers you know as best he could and then very recently sort of saying now he's been told not to say anything about it so i'm wondering whether they are going to announce something for this year um the other thing is of course the cost of touring has gone up so much we know that acdc are a band that care about the money side of things um so they're only going to do something you know if it, if it pays millions and millions of pounds um and i'm just wondering whether they're sort of lining up some really big gigs but they're probably um you know um renegotiating contracts and all that sort of stuff they're prepared to wait i have i think i heard there was a rumor that they were going to do another album um and it's clear that you know brian johnson can do it you know he's done that one it was a successful album uh it sold probably more than any other rock album in that year well we know for sure it probably you know did it yeah. probably sold it more came than- out in november yeah, 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 and it probably sold more than all the other albums put together, <laughs> or at least a, you know a, a large proportion of them, uh, because you know they're such a big name, and it was a good album. It wasn't just the fact that you know it's the yeah. name ACDC; it was a really good album. So, so I'm hopeful that they might start thinking about announcing something soon for the summer. I'm wondering whether they're going to do their own outdoor gigs rather than go to the festivals. You know, I'm wondering whether they'll, they'll do a sort of Wembley Stadium gig like Guns N' Roses. Uh, they'll do sort of the big outdoor stadiums in America, big outdoor stadiums in Australia, those sort of things. Um, but, you know, we, we need to know soonish because everybody's got to buy tickets. Yeah. I, th- I think that they're one of these bands. I've mentioned this a bunch with Kiss. I think they're a band that could get away with doing 10 shows and say, look, we're going to play. London, we're going to play Wembley, as you're saying. We're going to play in Australia. We're going to play New York. We're going to play LA. Uh, you know, 10 shows around the world. It'll be expensive as fuck to go to one of these shows. They will sell it out because yeah, they have it. that type of audience that will pay through the nose to see them. Yeah. Uh, you bring up another good point, though, because a lot of these bands, too, even though the pandemic is gone, COVID's still floating around. So you've got some of these older folks now, especially with Jeff Beck passing the way in the way that he did, like uh, w- with a uh, with a bacteria all of a sudden, you know, mm-hmm. at the drop of a hat. I got I got to think that um, that Angus. Um, maybe not as old as Jeff Beck, but he's getting up there and maybe somebody like that says, why am I going to risk it? You know, after, after all this time, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, just a hypothetical. And here's the other one. We've talked about this a bunch lately. The hologram. 
Is ACDC the type of band that could do a hologram where you have Bon Scott, you have Brian Johnson, and Mitch Malloy? What's that? Mitch Malloy. No, they'll just have a they'll just have a box of polygrip up on stage to represent them. Um, Could ACDC, with all the money that they have, obviously ACDC has a lot more money than than Wendy Dio does. Could they be the first band to do a proper hologram that starts a trend with these older bands? To do this stuff, uh, I think with the Aussie announcement, soon Kiss supposedly wrapping things up, I think we're going to see some of these upper echelon bands that still have a lot of pull and a lot of money investing in this stuff. Do you guys think that we'd see an ACDC doing a hologram? Jeremy, what do you think? Well, it's an interesting idea. I've not thought about it, you know, with ACDC. Um, I mean, they could, in theory, they could. It's a question of whether they want to do that now or whether they want to tour, you know, as a proper band or whether that's something for when they want to just fully retire um, and keep the ACDC name going and earn money from it. Um, I don't think any of us know the, you know, the proper answer to that, really. Um but it's interesting that very few bands have gone down that route yet. I mean, we only know of the Do One, and we talked, you know, a little bit about the Abba Show, which is not metal, but it's, you know, it's a different type of thing. But it's, you know, it's out there. Uh, but what I, what I do know from it is it's extremely costly to do at the moment, um, and there isn't really the appetite for it. Uh, there's the appetite for seeing live bands, but not for that kind of show. And I think, you know, the Do Show put a lot of people off, as we talked about previously because mm-hmm. of you know how they did it so i think if acdc did it they'd have to think about you know getting over the the pitfalls of the do show and and doing a you know a better a better show whether they're prepared to put in all the money to do it i don't know okay brad what band would entice you enough to give it a try to see a, a hologram show um I know that they did Frank Zappa, right? And I would have, I would have liked to have seen that. That would have been interesting. But the fact that they were only playing really small places, um, I mean, it, I just don't think the hologram thing is going to, not in my lifetime anyway, is going to be a thing. We'll see. Johan, would you go see a, a hologram show if, let's say, the encore of the show was the was the actual band let's say if it's an hour with the hologram and then the real band comes out for the last half an hour mm, wow uh yeah sure if the uh, if the band was acdc i would but <laughs> okay. i think that uh I, w- I don't know in 10 years perhaps i would definitely go to london to see an ACDC hologram show all night performance uh, like ABBA is doing now with the pyro and, uh, you know, a whole night experience when I'm 60 to sit down and 
<laughs> Sorry, Brad. <laughs> oh, I can I mean, only dream about the days when I was 60. <laughs> <laughs> now, but you know what I mean. It's uh, uh, those bands won't probably tour anymore. So, uh, yeah, if ACDC would do an ABBA thing in, like, say, London, uh, and you have a whole experience going to London, watch an ACDC hologram with the, you know, pyro and the, the all good stuff. Uh, yeah, I could do that. Okay. And the uh, last question of the night. This is an interesting one. I think we this has us all scratching our heads. But um, what the hell is going on with David Lee Roth? <laughs> <laughs> so he's just released a video dancing to a Kendrick Lamar song. He's been doing all of these Van Halen covers, been doing a lot of just weird stuff online. Um is does he still garner attention from doing this stuff? I mean, what's 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 kind of the point? Brad, what do you think? Oh, now I want to go look and see how many views he's getting on YouTube with all this stuff. Um, I, I'm actually surprised at how, how good his voice sounds on, on some of that stuff. Wow. I still, I know, I know it's studio, but. Studio magic. Right, right. But still, uh, it, the whole dancing thing is just, I, I can do without him. He, he's creepy to me now. <laughs> just, he's like the, the weird uncle that you, you know, you don't want your kids to be around. I don't know, but I, God bless him though, man. I, I hope he keeps doing stuff and, um, you know, I, he'll never, he'll never be able to reproduce what he did, you know, 30, 40 years ago though. And, and I, yeah, there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, and I've said this to a lot of people, I would love to see the band from eat Him and smile, go out with, say the singer of Steel Panther, someone that can do the David Lee Roth stuff vocally and see that band go out live. And if not him, someone else that that's somewhat close. Um, Jeremy, what, what's, what's your take on David Lee Roth? Yeah, I think it's just a real shame because I, I, you know, I was brought up on Dave Lee Roth. I used to find him the most funniest guy, the greatest singer. I mean, I know a lot of people have a go at his singing, but I just thought he was the greatest singer in Van Halen. Um, he was a proper showman, a proper metal guy, um, and he's lost his way completely. I think he's um, he's just I don't know. I don't know whether it's because he's getting old and he's just he's completely lost it. Um, he doesn't know which which direction he's taking. Um, I honestly think there's a bit of a screw loose in his head. Um, we have a little phrase here in the UK. We have many phrases in the UK, but the one I'd like to use for Dave is he's one sandwich short of a picnic. Yeah. Um, and that's a phrase we use, you know, a little bit for someone who's just not quite there. Um, and I don't think he's quite there. I mean, what that dancing video he put up, I don't see the point of it. It was it, embarrassing it wasn't any singing it wasn't his song it wasn't his video i just don't see the point of it he's putting it up just to show that he's still alive i think um <laughs> and, it, and it's very very sad because we know that that's, that's, that's actually why i'm doing this show 
Jeremy, is to show people I'm still alive. <laughs> and you actually danced before. You danced earlier on during the Black Sabbath ballet thing. So, uh, yeah, that's that's going to show up in a meme somewhere. Yeah. We, we've got our very own David Lee Roth here. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, yes, what one one sandwich short of a picnic basket, <laughs> a beer short of a six pack. The elevator doesn't rise to the top. Um. How about he's a right proper nutter? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he either needs to do some good new music or he needs to just retire. I mean, it's either one or the other. You can't just fill you can't just fill your days being an idiot. You know, you have to do one thing or the other. <laughs> but see, even that, I'm I mean, my, my, my day tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, you need to do one thing or another. <laughs> now you sound like Shelly. <laughs> but here's here's the thing, though, with Dave. He's the first guy that I saw that in concert just abandoned all of his great material and just started playing all the Van Halen stuff, all Van Halen and Yankee Rose. It's like, are you kidding me? Like the first three solo albums had such good music on it. You know, I, I, I don't think they're as good as Eat em and Smile, the two that followed it, but there's definitely good stuff on there. Uh, Chris is bringing up that he needs to release that John five material. Uh, the album he did with John five called the DLR band. That album was good. Um, my own, my only thing with the John five album, apparently it's all acoustic. So when I heard that, I was like, are you kidding me? You've got one of the most talented guitarists and not to say that it probably, that he's not doing some mind blowing things on it, but Man, well, yeah, Chris says he'd be into it. Okay. Um, Stay Frosty, yeah. Well, Stay Frosty apparently comes from his surgeon father. Johan, I haven't asked you, what are your thoughts on David Lee Roth in 2023? That's a good thing that you didn't ask me because I'm not the biggest Van Halen or David Lee Roth fan at all. Okay. Uh, as I said uh, before on this show, Van Halen were not big in Sweden, and they are still not not small, but right. they never played here once huh. or twice, of course. But uh, so I don't have an opinion. But I mean, David Lee Roth is an old man who wants he wants some attention, and uh, he used to he used to have a lot of attention. So that's his that's his thing now. If he Feels like he wants to embarrass himself. That's <laughs> go ahead. We talk about it, so it must be something, right? Well, and Chris brought this up before in the chat. The video has nine thousand five hundred thirteen views, which isn't a whole lot considering who he is. And there's five hundred twenty-six dislikes, which that number even seems small to me, <laughs> but. Yeah, just kind of weird the the whole thing the the whole he, thing with I think he said those are likes, not dislikes. Oh, likes, no dislikes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. People can't even bother to dislike it. Yeah. Well, 
He he can have the dislikes removed actually. Uh, but um probably. Yeah, weird. And and uh, the other thing there is that that's not even uh you know, mobile phone farm numbers out in in Mumbai because that would be in the thousands just the likes. So weird his his whole the whole downturn when he became a a, a show host when Howard Stern went to satellite in the US it was just so weird so bad the stuff he did with Van Halen I mean different kind of truth to me is a great album but I agree well that's a whole nother topic it's like why didn't that album do more business um I think a lot of different reasons. I think they just dropped it out of the blue. They chose not that tattoos, a bad song, but it was probably one of the weakest songs off of the album. Uh, I'm also not sure if fans would have just preferred them to just remaster the original tracks and have released that. And giving us something completely different. I don't know. Just all weird. So, but there, there's songs off of that that I, I think that if they would have, even the other single was, um, uh, she's a woman. Bullethead is probably the song that was closest to the original, except he changed the lyrics and, I mean the the original track. I remember having this old bootleg a friend of mine had it and it had bullet head and it had um god i don't remember what the other song was but it's also on on the album but under a different name and it was one of these mind-blowing things oh my god there's more van halen music that we've never heard and uh, that's why i think i uh, you know i i really love the album but I also wish that there were that there was more. We're not getting anything more. I don't think we'll ever get any unreleased Van Halen. I don't think Eddie wanted it out there. I don't think there's anything that's you know because it's it's just such a dysfunctional thing. I mean, they talked about Alex and Wolfgang going through the library, but I don't see that happening. I mean, especially not with Wolfgang doing his own stuff. I mean, if in a few years he decides to stop touring and stop making albums and just focus on his father's legacy, maybe. But has that ship sailed also? No. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think uh, Eddie Van Halen will always uh, be a force in music. Okay. He'll live for his music will live forever. Okay. Sabbath's music. There you go. Awesome. So we're going to bring the show to a a halt here to a stop. Uh, Let's see. Chris says he can be like Jimmy Page and just keep remastering Led Zeppelin. Yeah, that's true as well. By the way, Chris, nice comments. Thanks for jumping in there. Yeah. You could have been here, Chris. The, the link was in Patreon. Get to join this live next time, maybe. So, um, and and I wonder if uh, if Chris votes for Van Halen's 1984 for the uh, 1984 special. Uh, let's see. We also had uh, Antonian here earlier. We had the CEO David Dahl 
as well. And we had other people jumping in and out, but they didn't comment. But uh, anyway, I do want to thank anyone that uh, put the list away. Put That's that away. My- and until until you're ready to share your your There's compacted two weeks, pen. two weeks from today, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge uh, all you lurkers out there that are part of uh, the Patreon to join us when we do the 1984 show. Chris, Anthony, um, uh, Anthony has already submitted his. Anthony, well, before you, no Brad, before you, you know me. I I, I like de- I like working with a deadline. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, any parting words? Anybody want to say anything before we uh, wrap things up? Brad, any final words? Um, yeah, I want to say that the first part of this show, if you missed it, go back and watch it because Victor, A+. Plus, A plus. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the kind of stuff you get when you join Victor's Patreon. And you get the Victor M. Ruiz podcast, which is only available to Patreon Patreon members. That's the kind of wonderful, magical stuff that you get <laughs> every week from Victor. So you should join up. I mean, come on, two bucks a month. Come on. There you go. Thank you for the uh, for the public service announcement. The uh, the infomercial there, Brad. I appreciate it. Um, you deserve it, man. Yeah. Well. As you can tell, the 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 first half hour, what we talked about was very uh, a, a a hot topic, at least for me. <laughs> Jeremy, any any parting words? No, just that I'm going to be spending all weekend watching my ballet DVDs. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Will you be listening to Black Sabbath at the same time in the background? No, just the ballet. It doesn't mix. Okay. That's not a bad idea. I'm going to actually try that. I'm going to find a ballet video on YouTube, turn the sound down, crank up Sabbath, and see how it works. There you go. And I'm going to listen to Entombed. Yes, you. There you will. go. Thank you, Johan. Yeah. Cool. Johan, any parting words? Uh, no. Friday night, it's good. The whole weekend ahead. Uh, just bought tickets to see Jeff Tate uh, the last weekend of uh, February. Oh, that'd be great. He's performing. He uh, he's performing uh, the whole. Uh, I think it's Empire and Operation Minecraft. Yeah, I think it was that. I hope I have seen him before uh, performing Operation Minecraft, but Empire is that's why I, mm. that's why I bought a ticket. So going to be good. Gothenburg. Oh, there you go. Empire yep. such such a great album. Yeah. Yep. It, it's just so good. That's one of those albums that I think when you go back to listen to it, you forget about how good and how strong that is. I think a lot of people mm. just remember, you know, oh, it's the album with Silent Lucidity, but so so much good stuff on that. And I think that that album proves how important sequencing of an album is because. Just the way it, it works from one song to the other, without it being mind crime, without it being a concept album. I mean, you go from Empire to Thin Line to Jet City Woman to, and then it wraps up with, um, is there anybody listening? I mean, it, just the whole album is just so great. Just the masterpiece yeah. album. Yeah, totally yeah. agree. Yeah. 
What's what's closer, Stockholm or Gothenburg? Gothenburg. How many hours? Two. That's not bad. No, it's okay. It's a Sunday, so we go, uh, yeah, back and forth. So, D- does your son go to see Jeff Tate with you? No, he just uh, bought tickets to uh, Metallica to go with my brother-in-law, and uh, I should have gone with him, but we were invited to a wedding that weekend, so I can't. Oh. So he going with him, and then he bought tickets to see Megadeth in Stockholm. Right, that 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 she told us. Wow, look at that, Jeremy. I bought it this week. You would be absolutely amazed to know. I actually bought a vinyl copy of it this week. Second hand pre- for twenty pounds. Wow! Oh wow! I pre-ordered that. Okay. And it was and it was cancelled because of the vinyl shortage. All oh, right, right. I pre-ordered that and Operation Mindcrime, the reissues that they had. It was in twenty twenty, I think. And I was I was so upset because I really wanted those. There was a Rob Zombie one that got canceled as well, but it wasn't like I I wasn't all that upset about that. But anyway, on that note, we will wrap the show up for this week. Thank you, guys, everyone in the chat. Thank you for anyone watching the replay of this. Thank you for anyone listening to this. We will see you next time right here on Signals from Mars. Subscribe to the show on all your favorite podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and more. Go to SignalsFromMars.com for more information. This concludes our show. 